Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring, from parts unknown, at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong! Recording once again, everybody. I'm drinking some beers. <laughs> I'm not sure this late night recording is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Eating some veggie hot dogs. Oh, I got the next two days off. It's time to watch some movies. Yeah, sit on my ass and day cry. Off is a good day. Oh yeah. Uh, I am the loaf. With me, Doctor Zom. What's up? What's up, peeps? Is that what they ah. say? Young people call each other. I think so. I think so. Uh, we are back with another double feature for you this week. Uh, we're going to do a halfway blame Gronky double feature, a mixed, wait, I, no, that didn't sound right, a martial arts sports mashup double feature with review of 2009's Muay Thai basketball mashup Fireball and 2001's Stephen Chow mega super mega hit. Soccer, Kung Fu, mashup, Shaolin Soccer. So we'll get to those shortly, or longly, maybe. Zom, how are you, sir? How was your week? Well, it's been a, um, let's see. I don't know. I've been, I haven't been depressed, but I have been contemplating life, it's which that, sometimes is not, <laughs> I don't know. It's that time but of year. then I was watching a lot of wrestling. Me too. So I wasn't watching a lot of movies, and then I started reading. I've been reading some comic books. I mean, I just kind of, I kind of shirked my movie responsibilities. Uh-oh. I wouldn't say responsibilities, but um, sometimes you feel like you need it. to get a few in. To have some I stuff think to it's talk because about. of uh, entrails from the squared circle and all, and you know, our uh, wrestling and gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of cool that, and, and not only that, honest to God. I think that Jake McLarge Huge and the Oily Maniac uh, actually even rekindled some of my MMA. MMA! MMA! Because I've been getting online, and just like wrestling, though, I, I'm not watching anything new. I'm just uh, <laughs> getting on there and watching the people that I knew and listening to interviews and stuff. And um, uh, I actually had – we had a little Skype party uh, with Jake and Yuri Cinderella Pooh. And the oily maniac. Uh, while we were watching uh, the last UFC, I guess was on TV gotta, for free. I gotta send oily and, uh, maniac. So it, it was just a lot of hijinks and fun. I gotta send oily and maniac. And Yuri told us uh, butt stories about anuses and penetration and stuff like that. <laughs> Ooh. 
God bless the Skype lag. All right, continue, please. I heard uh, Cinderella poos and and rectums or something. So yeah, yeah, she 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 always has some fun uh, butthole stories from the hospital. So that's not it, you know. But it was fun. Uh, it's 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 always good to talk to 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 the friends. Uh, you know, get on get on the Skype. You know, uh, the the one thing about like horror hound and stuff like that is. Uh, a couple times a year, and a lot of people can't make it because of distance and money and shit like that. But yeah. you know, every once in a while, you know, we can all hop, hop on Skype if uh, you're just sitting around the house doing nothing and talk about movies, and wrestling, and buttholes, and you know, uh, just little, a little. Uh, it doesn't have to be re- any recording or anything. Just get on there and have some, you know, little, little catch-up session, some interaction, a little catch-up. And a little mustard on the butthole. Oh, uh-oh. I just oh. had mustard on my hot dogs. Um, Man, I hope that lag doesn't come back. That's really annoying. Lag. Lag. Oh, it's it's not that much different where I just talk over you anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, an okay week for me. Um, you know, it's been super fucking crazy busy at work just because of the holiday. and um, But I have the whole weekend off, my Christmas present, I guess you could say. And so uh, this is my one weekend off in December, so that's good. And uh, yeah, so I'll be able to finally uh, take a, two days in a row rest. It'd be nice, nice. Except I have seven days in a row to work after this because of the two days in a row. So yeah, you gotta pay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Well, what have you been watching this week? You said not much. So well, I, I did. I picked. I, I I mean, it was just a few days there where I just uh, I don't know uh, I I didn't really feel like watching anything, but I I have I have a few. Um, first thing I watched was a movie called Roots of Heaven, and uh, I I got for some reason I don't know why in an Orson Welles uh, kind of a mode where I wanted to watch him act, and I found this movie. This is a John Huston movie, and. Um, it's uh, Trevor Howard, and it has Errol Flynn in it. And Errol Flynn, this had to – to me, I never looked it up. But it has to be close to the end of his career because he was a real bad alcoholic, and he was such a handsome guy when he was really young. And boy, does he look used up in this movie. He looks bloated, and Ooh. and he plays an alcoholic uh, uh, in, in the movie, hanging out or so. Orson Welles is fat in uh, clever, <laughs> something clever. So, so Orson Welles was fat. You say? <laughs> are, did you? Are you saying that now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Um, yeah, he was he was pretty chubby, but he he just had a small part in this as a reporter. But the whole concept of the movie is um, it's John Huston as the director, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they, they um, when they made the movie with Clint Eastwood, White Hunter, Blackheart, which Clint pretty much played John Huston. Uh, they showed that he was um, – they were making uh, African Queen and um, in the movie, and um, John Huston was over there, and he wanted to kill an elephant on safari. Mm-hmm. And But this movie is a John Huston movie, and it's all about this guy, these people poaching and killing elephants for their ivory over there, and Trevor Howard is a, is a, um, like a nat- naturalist that is trying to stop him. And uh, so I was wondering if you know maybe this I, I don't know it's just weird that uh, if that was true that he wanted to shoot the elephant and everything because I remember Jeff Fahey saying something about shooting and why do you want to shoot one of God's 
most wonderful creatures. And he said, because it's a sin. It's a sin to shoot uh, an elephant, and that's why I have to do it. You know, <laughs> So it's just fucked up. But this movie, it's not... Yeah, it's good just to see Orson Welles, see Errol Flynn, you know, when he's like old and stuff like that. But it's not really. It's it's kind of long, and uh, the the I posted the one picture of a guy spanking this woman. Right. Uh, that was that was in this movie. She was a real rich bitch, and uh, she went out on safaris, and they shot like just a whole bunch of elephants. And um, there was an old dude it. in the store today that with a safari video that he went on. And I was really, because he was trying to figure out how to edit it and stuff on his computer. He was there for a lesson. And I was really afraid because he started showing me his videos while he was waiting there. And I was afraid he was going to like have videos of him fucking like shooting a leopard or some shit. But he did nothing like that. But he did have one of a leopard carrying an impala by the neck up a hill, which was pretty damn cool. So, Well, they they have, uh, they had a thing on, um, on I don't know if it was on Penn and Teller bullshit or or no I think it might have been a Louis Theroux thing and these people pay to go over to Africa and they go to these game reserves and they're mm-hmm. basically big game farms and they tell them okay you know uh, I'll pay five hundred dollars to shoot a an antelope or such and such an amount of money to shoot a rhinoceros and they breed these animals just for that Ugh. so yeah. Well, okay, so anyway, the next thing I watched was a movie called Butter, and uh, this movie, I encourage everyone to watch it because it's funny as shit. Uh, <laughs> it, it is fucking funny. It's got uh, uh, Hugh Jackman, uh, Jennifer Garner, Rob Corddry, uh, Olivia Wilde. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, it, is it you that doesn't like Jennifer Garner? Yes, I don't like her, but she plays like a Sarah Palin type in this, and she's oh, really wow. good. Uh, but it's it's just fucking funny, and it's about a woman. It's uh, it, it kind of takes off on uh, uh, the like real right wing born again people, but they they uh, the whole concept or the whole thing revolves around this uh, butter carving contest. And, uh, I feel like somebody else was watching this recently. Somebody fuck. else recommended this. Yeah, it's funny. It's really crude too. Um, the next thing I watched was a Sean Bean movie called Clean Skin, and this was um, really good. I kept seeing it on um, on Netflix Instant, and I never watched it because it just looked like a straight to to DVD thing. Mm-hmm. But this is really good. For, if it is, if it was never in the theater here in the United States, uh, I think it probably should have been. It was. It was that good. It's a uh, uh, like uh, terrorism, and he's trying to stop these terrorists, and there's a lot of political shenanigans, and uh, and um, I don't know. Somebody made a comment about Sean Bean getting killed in every movie he's in, and I'm not going to say anything. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was really good. It's worth a watch. Uh, watch Chernobyl Diaries. Um, Again, as most people know on here, I'm not a giant horror fan, but I do like watching horror movies with some of my friends because they jump a lot and it makes it amuses me it makes me laugh uh this was uh put it this way if you go on vacation somewhere um you know go to the beach or something don't go to chernobyl uh <laughs> you know oh you're asking these, for these, it these extreme vacations yeah we'll go over there and you know it was creepy though and then i read uh read some stuff about actually what happened and everything so it, it was interesting but it, it was um i don't know uh standard Kind of, I, I, I don't, 
I don't know how. I not figure great. most of our people know about the movie. I but, heard it's not uh, very good. It, it's pretty creepy because of how desolate and there's nobody there. They gave the people like five minutes to leave and leave all their shit and just get the fuck out of this yeah. whole town. Like 5,000 people. So it's just like almost like a, a dead ghost town. But then it, it, it either evolves or devolves into just a crazy, you know, weirdo, mutant people chasing people thingy. Uh, next thing I watched was Predator on Blu-ray, which I bought. How about that uh, too? God damn, this looks good. <laughs> I was watching this with my buddies and I said, look how fucking good that looks. I mean, it looks fucking awesome. And that movie is fucking just awesome. Yeah. It is a fucking awesome movie. And it's got so many quotable things in it and so many... You're one ugly motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's just so good. So good. I could watch it like a bunch. Uh, next thing I watched was The Town with Ben Askrack and that little guy <laughs> who thinks he's Jason Bourne now. Uh, that was Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I don't remember. I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah, Hawkeye. Little skinny Hawkeye little guy. Um, this movie, I will agree that uh, Ben Affleck directing this movie looks good and everything, but uh, now he can't. He is a subpar actor, and some of the shit they did in the movie, you know, like the girl, the, this girl gets taken hostage uh-huh. in a bank robbery, and they have masks on. So then he goes back without his mask, just acting like he's just a regular guy, uh, and he's trying to find out, you know, what's going on with her, trying to like uh, get not to start a relationship, but you know, just become befriend her and find out what she told the FBI, and, and he just starts saying shit like in the middle of the conversation, and it's so obvious. I remember, you it, com- I remember you complaining about this the first time you saw the yeah. movie. So, I mean, you know, I was like, whatever. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, it was just on TV. And that's the only reason I watched it. Cause I, like I said, I, I thought I'd give it another chance. Uh, I did like John Hamm in it. Um, uh, let's see. Bam, bam, bam. Wedding crashers with, uh, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn, uh, and yeah. sack. I thought Sack was pretty funny because he's such a fucking frat boy jock. He's like Jake McLarge huge. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 this movie, Christopher Walken, it's just, I mean, you know, I've seen it so many times. It was on TV too. I think I watched it. Uh, watched, uh, what's Slasher? Oh, Slasher is the uh, documentary that Bryn uh, recommended at, that I buy at um, Whorehound. And it's a, uh, John Landis is the director. Uh, who you know did Animal House and a lot of other movies? He's funny. Um, he did a he, movie that we might be talking about very soon. What's that? Next precious. Week. Yes, Precious. Next week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> uh, this movie is about now. There was a there was a, a regular movie made about the same subject with Jeremy Piven about the these uh, car dealers and toward the end of the year or whatever, when they want to move like all their old inventory, instead of taking it to the auction, they'll hire these super salesmen to come in and um, have like a, a slasher sale and they make a big production out of it and they'll say, you know, they'll put signs up all over town, $88 cars and um, 
so these all and this was in Memphis in this documentary, and, and it was like a real poor section, and all these poor people show up thinking they can buy an eighty-eight dollar car. Well, they have like two cars on the entire lot out of like five hundred or whatever that are eighty-eight dollar cars, and they're just total pieces of shit. Uh, and the people get so ex- it's 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 heartbreaking because the people get so excited when they actually find the car and get it, and it's it's just a fucking total piece of shit. I mean, you know, they're like, oh, I got a car, I got a car, I got a car for my daughter or something. And, and you know, you're so happy for them. And, and then the, the fucking thing, it's like it's still a car, and to, to fix it to where it will run right is probably going to cost them thousands and thousands of dollars. And it, it's still – it was really sad. The, the one salesman said his thing was um, if you put a pile of shit – out in the parking lot and put a sign that said this pile of shit $1 million and people drove by it every day and saw this pile of shit $1 million and then one day uh, you change it and you put pile of shit was $1 million now $25. Someone would pay $25 for the pile of shit. <laughs> um, but it was good. Uh, the next thing I watched was uh, what's this? Oh Yes Man with uh, Jim Carrey. Uh, and Zoe Deschanel. This was this was typical Jim Carrey. You know, it was a light movie where he went to a seminar and Terrence Stamp. <laughs> Terrence Stamp. It was funny because you know Terrence Stamp's General Zod, and he's given this seminar, and, and he basically tells you that you know you should you should stop saying no and say yes to everything. And I, yeah, I don't know if I ever saw that one. I want to say I did, but I think I might be just confusing it with Liar Liar. It's sort of the same thing, but you know, it, it's kind of funny how he gets into some shit because he can't he he can't say no. I mean, it's not like he can't, but, but it's, yeah, just part of his whatever. He, he yeah. has decided he's going to, so he's like, oh, okay. And he ends up like this old fucking like eighty year old woman ends up giving him a head. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, let's see. I watched uh, Silent Night, which we'll talk about some other time. Uh, <laughs> that's the new one. Um, I watched uh, Scrooged with Bill Murray because I was I watched that uh, double feature with uh, Silent Night because I was in a a um, Christmas mood and I I don't think I've ever seen Scrooged all the way through I think I just seen like parts of it like maybe we uh, should do that one instead of Silent Night it's good I, mean, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through either yeah I just remember seeing clips and stuff but fuck it's good. it talk about Silent Night let's talk let's do, let's do let's do Scrooge next week Scrooged and Trading Places. Okay, so talk about Silent Night. Yeah, let's talk about Silent Night. Let's talk about those because I've never seen Scrooge Dollar. Let's just do Christmas comedy next week. Okay, so anyway, Silent Night is uh, uh, Justin Oberholzer, Cinemascus, uh, actually reviewed this on his blog. Um, it's and I, I pretty much after I read, you know, what he said, I literally, you know, pretty much agree with what he said. Malcolm McDowell is really good in it. He's he's pretty funny. It's a, it's a slasher movie where the, you know the crazy Santa Claus uh, is going around killing people, but it's done. It's funny to watch it. Because, you know, when you watch horror movies, I mean, they make everybody in this movie that ends up being a victim. Before they're a victim, they're the biggest assholes on the planet Earth. I mean, <laughs> such assholes. Even this uh, – I don't even want – I don't want to tell you. There's one part in it. I was like, oh, my God. And then I was like, oh, well, yeah, she deserved it. I'll watch it. Um, I'll, I'll watch it this week. Yeah, and it, and it's uh, the the guy looks really creepy. I mean, the the Santa looks really creepy, uh, but it's it's worth a watch. It's nothing great though, because I bought it for nine ninety nine, and I don't. I wish I would have just rented it. No, I didn't <laughs> buy. It. I was going to go to Walmart and buy it, and I ended up renting it on iTunes. Yeah, so, full price. Uh, it, I rented it. So, Scrooge was good. Let's see, Never Back Down. This is like a a. 
kind of like a teen um, mixed martial arts movie in what? that <laughs> it doesn't have like they're not to like uh, MMA or anything like that fighting in a cage. They're just these these rich assholes, and there's this one that's a real dick, and he's like uh, Johnny from it's it's almost it's pretty much almost like kind of like Karate Kid, uh, and he's just a real jerk who who can beat everybody up, and and people challenge him at these parties, and there are all the people are saying, yeah, come on, Johnny, and you know, cheering him on, and he's a real. I mean, this guy is a fucking jerk. I hated his guts. I hated the actor by the time it was done. Something that, something that bugs me about that is fucking how MMA is like messing with all the action movies and shit like everybody fights like that in movies now and you even yeah. see it in wrestling now like fucking all these guys fucking just doing arm bars and choke outs and shit I, I want to see back in the fucking 80s when you could do spin kicks and shit like that yeah well that's what I said it's, it's, it's entertainment you know yeah. but this was just on TV and so I watched it and uh, it has Amanda Heard in it and I will say this when she was in uh, the Informer Informers mm-hmm. and in this movie she had a lot more meat on her bones than she did in that Nicolas Cage movie Drive where she angry. had the ugly the, je- the baggy jean on. shorts <laughs> man she's got some nice you know thickness in the thighs and in the boobies and everything and in that movie she just looked like shit um, so anyway but it's like if you really want to hate somebody, watch this movie because you'll hate. Them. <laughs> uh, and I can never remember what I've seen him in before. Um, he, for some reason, I always want to say um, um, that he re- he sort of reminds me of the guy that plays Captain Kirk, but it's not him. It's this Cam Cam Gig Gigadet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and he was in. Let's see, what else was he in? Easy A. He was in just a bunch of shit. But I mean, I I, 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 I have to put a picture of him. His last name is spelled G I G. Yeah, and I'm looking him up. I'm looking him up. I don't know who he he's, is. He's just real chiseled, and he's got these blue eyes. But boy, he played a cocky. Wait a minute. Oh, it's the alarm clock. Talk about something for. No, I think I can reach it. Wait a minute. Let's see if I can stretch. Stretch. Barely. Yes. Okay. If I ever saw him on the cover of a movie, there's no way in shit I would watch it. Huh? I said, if I ever saw him on the cover of a movie, there's no way in shit I'd watch it. it it's just, he's such a dick, man. I mean, oh, he's a dick. Um, let's see. Um, I watched Gladiator with, uh, oh, and uh, that, that, well, no, I don't need to say anything more about Never Back Down. Um, I watched Gladiator with uh, Brian Dennehy and Cuba Gooding Jr. and some other guy who kind of reminded me of Brad Davis and the guy I was just talking about. <laughs> but I, I don't think he ever did anything after that, so I don't know what his name is. But this is like a, another – I had a lot of combat uh, sports things. This was um, uh, an older movie. and um, I remember when this came out in the theater. Yeah, it's like they 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 had these things uh, back in the day because I remember uh, Frankie Kane, the great Mephisto, talking about this. Uh, they called them smokers, and uh, Gina uh, Carano was actually talking about it too. But smokers were um, where you had uh, like boxing in like a bar or something like that, and two guys just get in and beat the shit out of each other. And it's basically like uh, club fighters, you know, like in the right. beginning of Rocky, the very first Rocky, but. Uh, 
it's the rules are a little less uh you know basically it's just there for people to bet and for two guys to just beat the shit out of each other and that's that's sort of what this is and uh but it's pretty uh, fucking entertaining um uh, he hasn't been in a ton he he was in a lot of tv stuff and yeah, yeah. but th- this wasn't a bad movie. I mean, it, it has some montages in it that, that are like '80s montage things. But but actually, you know, it's 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 worth watching. I I I remember when I first started watching, it, I was like, ah, I'll, I'll watch this, but I don't remember it being that great. But it's not bad. Um, same time next year was uh, Alan Alda and Ellen Burstyn, and this is an old uh, oldie uh, that was on this or no, maybe movie uh, Mplex, Movieplex, I think is what it was on, but. Um, what it is is um, they're both married and they had an affair, and so every t- every time, well, same time next year, at the same time every year they meet at this like uh, hotel or whatever mm-hmm. and have carry on their affair or whatever. Well, it just shows the the the, meta- the metamorphosis of their relationship and how they actually start you know caring about each other and uh, get to and and they have ups and downs and everything. And um, so it, it's it's a pretty good movie. It's like it kind of reminded me of like the old uh, like Barefoot on the Roof with Jane Fonda and Robert Redford or something like that. But it, it was uh, for a light um, uh, kind of romantic uh, semi drama comedy. It was pretty good. Alan Alda's a good actor, and I always I'm telling you what. After I saw Alice's Restaurant, I have been in love with Ellen Burstyn, and uh, she was just oh, I love her, love her. Uh, and the next thing I watched, the last thing I watched was, uh, besides the ones that we are going to review, is Compulsion with um, um, Dean Stockwell, Orson Welles. That was another Orson Welles one. And this movie is so good. And the last 15 minutes of the movie, for fifth, like I think almost 15 minutes, Orson Welles is a lawyer defending these two guys. Um, these two young guys, they, they are real super intelligent, like uh, have real high IQs and everything. So, and the one's really into Nietzsche and uh, the, you know, the superior mind, superior man and everything. And they decide they're going to um, um, commit the perfect murder. And um, even though um, they, they have such high IQs and they're, you know, really super intelligent, they, they, the psychiatrists say that they, the one guy has almost like the the uh, maturity level of a, I don't know, twelve year old boy or something like that, or seven year old. Uh, they're really intelligent, but they, you know, it, that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, whatever. And their apathy and everything. They they they're kind of like one of them's almost like a sociopath, and the other one's uh, just like follows along like he's almost in love with the other guy so he'll do whatever he tells him but Orson Welles gives this fifth about a 15 minute speech in the courtroom right at the end uh, against capital punishment and it's so fucking awesome if you watch the fucking movie just watching it for that 15 minute speech is just awesome and it shows you what a good actor he was so that's all I had and he was fat in that one too <laughs> he was fat for a long time he was um, let's see. Um, I watched a lot of Al Modovar this week. Um, I started the week with The Flower of My Secret. Um, this is from, it says 95. I don't know. It, it, a lot of his movies, I think, came out in Spain quite a few years before they were ever released here. This one, <laughs> this is about, it's funny, I was, I've talked about him with a couple people this week um, who aren't really 
they don't watch a ton of movies. And then I was like, yeah, there's this guy and blah, blah, blah. And you know, his movies always sound like these ridiculous soap operas and they end up being so good. This one was just okay. It's probably my least favorite that I've seen of him. I still liked it, but this is about a woman that writes romance novels under a pseudonym and gets a job criticizing her own novels and her, her, her husband is kind of leaving her. He's a soldier. There's some, the Bosnia uh, thing is going on at the time. So I guess it was around 95, probably a little bit more, a little bit earlier, but, um, so it's just kind of follow her. I'm criticizing silver and gold. (laughs) Yeah. I'd do that anyway without a pseudonym. Um, but it was, I mean, it was okay. It was okay. Um, for the first time ever, I watched Real Genius, and it was also okay. Um, the first half of the movie is a lot better than the second half when they actually yeah. start all the laser story. I don't um, remember that one being. I don't remember that much about that one, and I don't remember it being like all that. Like you know, ooh, it's so great. Skinny Val's really good in it. Um, he's just kind of a just a jerk, and uh, I don't know why I've always, I always I slept on this for so long. It was, there was really no reason. It's just one of those that kind of slipped through the cracks, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, for an '80s movie, it was pretty good. Um, let's see. I, I finally wa- finished uh, Friends of Eddie Coyle that I started the started the week before, and uh, got to compare it with um, with Killing Them Softly, a similar story. Now, I, I, I'm I'm curious to read the books, the Higgins books, uh, to see, you know, what kind of differences maybe that there are in the books as far as the movies go. Killing Them Softly has a lot more, I guess, style than Friends of Eddie Coyle, which is probably, you know, just due to the fact that they're 40 years apart almost. Yeah. But, you know, Eddie Coyle is a better better film. Um, I like the look and some of the characterizations in uh, in Killing Them Softly better. I, I think they're comparable. Um, you know, it might be, you know, heresy to say, but, you know, I th- I, you, know they're, they, you could tell they're from the same kind of source you know the, the the new one killing them softly definitely has that political slant to it like the you know yeah. criminals on hard times but this is the kind of the same thing without actually just being so overt and saying it so i'm gonna have to see that because uh you and the domocles are diametrically opposed to killing me softly so i need to uh it's, it's, i need uh, to make a tiebreaker yeah be the tiebreaker. So um, I can see which one of you is wrong. <laughs> uh, let's see. Another Almodovar. I watched uh, uh, Carne Tremula. This is um, live flesh. This has uh, Javier Bardem and uh, some other people. Penelope Cruz is in it very briefly. And uh, Pilar Bardem, who I think appears in quite a few Javier Bardem stuff from, uh, from time to time. But... Um, this is another, you know, just kind of a love triangle kind of ridiculous sounding movie. Um, uh, Bardem gets shot as a, he's a cop and he gets shot and paralyzed and falls in with, falls in love with the prostitute that he's protecting at the time. And the guy that shoots him is put in prison and gets released. And so there's this whole thing where they all have this relationship together after he's out of prison. So also very good. This one was really good. I, I like this one quite a bit. Um, this is, post mid nineties. And as I was saying to Will on the, on the on Facebook group that, um, it seemed like he really started, he had certain themes and stuff that he would go for, but he really started to in the mid nineties and after, uh, hammer out 
better stories. So mm-hmm. like he got his style down and then the stories got more interesting after that. So, um, but uh, this one was awesome. So, um, and then I, well, I watched a very early one. This is from like 82 or so dark habits. And this one, I guess plot wise was kind of a mess. I, I, you know, I didn't love it. There's some ridiculous stuff in it. I think this might play better to maybe somebody with a, uh, life experience in Catholicism. It's uh, this woman's kind of hiding out in a in a nunnery, and uh, all the nuns are like, "There's you know, there's a nun called Sister Rat of the Sewers. There's one called uh, fuck, I can't remember all their names, but like one of them shoots heroin. One of them uh, are any of them hot? No, not <clears throat> really. The I guess the one that stay the chick that stays with them kind of is in a very big hair. Uh, no bra, early '80s kind of way. Nothing wrong um, with that. She, uh, it's just she just gets drugs from one of the nuns all the time. One of them she, uh, does acid. One of them wrestles with a tiger. Um, <laughs> it's you know it's ridiculous. Nuns. They have the life. But I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really have a super big connection with that one. Yeah, you can't um, get what you want. Yeah, watch the two for the show. And didn't one check. for the money. One for the money. And uh, the last Two thing the I show. watched was uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Um, so related yes. to Shaolin Soccer, I had to revisit that. And yeah. this movie is a fucking near masterpiece. There's some silliness oh, in it, but great. God damn, it's great. Uh, the music's good. The dancing. I mean, this is really Chow working out his, you know, you could see the beginnings of things that he liked in Shaolin Soccer. Now, I don't know much about him other than these two movies. Um, but you know, you see the people dancing and stuff. There's a very short part in Shaolin Soccer where everybody starts dancing and it's, and it's <laughs> awesome. And then like people just do that in this movie, and it's like this just great mashup of like a '40s gangster movie and a kung fu film, and the fucking beast guy that his gross bald head and like oh, it's just it's really good. The the two old people that live in the village and. Oh, it's it's a great movie. I love it a lot. And I, I I don't think I'd even seen it since the theater. I saw that in the theater, and my wife just snored through the whole thing, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there. <laughs> I, I watched that. That's one of the ones that I have watched with like a group of friends that normally oh subtitles, blah, 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 and they all love that fucking yeah, movie. I yeah. want to I want to show them uh, Shaolin Soccer too. That's why I bought it. And I I started Greta. I started one. That I'll get to talk about next week, mm-hmm. uh, a John Woo movie that I have not seen in quite a while, and everybody may may know my kind of apathy towards the killer. So this is one that happened a little later, and you'll have to tune in next week to see what I think. So um, that was it. I need to check into the other one on Miso, and uh, let's take a break and okay. let's get a uh, fucking. Hang on, let me get. Fireball out of the way first. <laughs> we'll be right back with a review of 2009's. Um, let me find the let me find the Thai name of it. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll I'll get that after the break. Uh, we'll be right back. Do you find yourself looking for a different type of genre podcast? Do you find yourself on the weekends wondering when you will find that one film that might change your life? 
Well, then maybe you should check out The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema. Never heard of it. Big Willie and the Samurai. <laughs> Bringing class to the trash since 1977. And rocking the house. You can find The Gentleman at ggtmc.com. Class to the trash. On and on to the break of dawn. Skip a dip. Word is born. On Word. and on to the break of dawn. Skip a dip. Word is born. On and on to the break of dawn. Skip a dip. Word is born. On and on to the break of dawn. Skip a dip. Word is born. <laughs> Say you tap, tap, mics are blessed, blessed, hands are clap, clap, rhymes are light, light, blast some gas, gas, step the hell, hell back, the back, back, words are crushed, crushed down to dust, dust, love the game, game, roots are plus, plus, what's your name, name, fuck your sign, sign, I'm here to, to blow your mind, mind, spy the man, man, spin the web, web, shame, speed, speed, please, you're dead, dead, S-O-S-S, S-S, where's the rap, rap, I can't, can't, less for that, Right. 2009's Fireball. I looked up the name and it was not nearly as fun as I was hoping it was going to be. It's called Tachon in Thailand. Um, also called Ates Topu in Turkey. <laughs> and Muay Thai Dunk in Singapore. Yeah, boring. Speaking of boring, Fireball. Uh, Thai, a young man arrested on a crime charge is discharged thanks to his twi- what thanks to his twin brother Tan's dogged help <laughs> after being set free he finds Tan in a coma with severe severe injuries Tan's girlfriend Pang tells Tai that his brother got involved in some risky business to raise money to fight Tai's case basically they're twin brothers uh, one's been put in prison uh one and the other one enters a uh, kind of a Muay Thai basketball tournament to get the money to get his brother out of prison and gets fucked up in the process. Then a year later, his brother gets released and he enters as basically his brother in the same tournament to get the money to pay his now coma coma induced brother. God damn, out of uh, out of the hospital or got to pay his medical bills or some shit. So. Some such shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the fun might happen. Starring, this is directed by Thanakorn Pongsuan. Starring Preeti Baramidnat, Baramidnat, uh, Kanutra. Oof, chew, oh god. Kanalangus rice and Kumpanat. Ungsungnern. <laughs> oh wait, that was Muck. Muck was that guy. Uh, yeah. There was somebody named Nine Million Sam in this. I don't know who the fuck that is. Nine Million Salmon. Nine Million Sam. No. Oh, he was the. He's hungry. He was kind of. He's been in one fucking movie ever, and it was this. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a name like Nine Million Sam, you need to be a little more uh, active, buddy. Uh, you're just a douchebag. Otherwise, uh, so Zom, let's see, let's hear some some shit about this this movie. Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, now let's see. Um, we have a lot of people that. Uh, okay, now 
you have Ty and Tan. Yes. And Ty's pretty much laying in the fucking bed the whole time with a big thing around his head, like Gary Busey after a motorcycle wreck. And uh, um, he's kind of in in a in a bad way. And he, uh, I guess they said that he was beat up. Um, he would come home uh, with like bruises and black eyes and shit, and he would tell his girlfriend that uh, she'd be like, uh, "Where you been?" And he'd be like, "I've been playing basketball." <laughs> and so, and she's like, "I'm the fool. I know you don't get that playing basketball." But obviously, she never saw the Knicks play basketball back when uh, <laughs> or the, or the fucking Charles Pistons. Oakley and uh, Anthony Mason and those guys were the there because Detroit I think Pistons, they yeah. could have adapted to this style very easily. Um, now, uh, Tan or no, that's okay. Tan is the brother that's in like a coma, right? Ty is the brother that comes to find out what happened and to help and all this and that. But it's confusing because then Ty actually takes on the name Tan, so that these people that are in this uh, this like a basketball thing league fireball league uh will think it's him or think he is tan right and he, cause because tan, he cause got tan his is ass already... beat by this guy who was pretty much like the the villainous uh uh blonde haired asian guy uh who was kind of like the guy from never back down that i was just talking about same kind of guy just like real jerk blonde <laughs> right. hair real cocky and everything right, right. and and uh, so so tan um he is sort of, in a way, sort of infiltrating this fireball league. Right. And apparently he has some um, experience at this before. And, and when I say experience, um, I think the only experience really that you need in fireball is to fucking know like Muay Thai or Kung Fu. Be able because, to take a fucking beating. Yeah, it's it's so – I mean <sighs> – just, I mean, you know, I hate to jump right into how you know I feel about it or whatever, but the movie <laughs> it, it, it has some elements of like rollerball, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, rollerball had the you know it was like roller derby except they you know people it was really super rough and people you know some people got really hurt, some people got killed and stuff like that. But this is just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> this is so ridiculous that I, I was sitting there the whole time just thinking, okay, why do they even have the premise of basketball behind this at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because why don't they just have the big caged in like court thing, put five on five and just have them go in there and just fight? Because that's all they're doing anyway. I wonder how they could have changed it to improve that. Well, I think that it, it was just too ridiculously violent. I mean, it's like, okay, if they made it like basketball, like I was talking about the smokers, which were were boxing, but, um, you know, it could get really rough. Like if somebody threw an elbow or something like that, they wouldn't like immediately disqualify you or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. But they just took this too far. That would be like in that if they had a if they had boxing, but all they did was get in there and they had pipes and brass knuckles and all this stuff. They said it was boxing, and and you could uh, 
uh, stab people with knives. I mean, this this was just so over the top. Um, Maybe instead, if they if they actually kept score, if it wasn't. So the rules of this are: you have a five on five game, and um, no, they kept it pretty simple. Basically, if you have a team member who is the last person standing, you win. Or if your team scores the 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 goal, if you get one hoop, you win the game. Now, if they had made it so it was, you know, the first to a certain you score. You had a time limit. Yeah, yeah you had a time yeah, yeah, limit. Yeah. And just like, to me, if they would have made it basketball, they could have made it really rough, like, uh, you know, throwing elbows, and, and if somebody went up, you cut their legs out from under them, and they, like, fall on their back and stuff like this. This is just nothing but karate, uh, like uh, Muay, Thai Muay Thai and Wushu and just fighting. And and it, all it is is as soon as they get the ball – Somebody has the ball, and they, and everybody just starts beating the shit out of each other, and it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. And I really just – I mean I hate to say – because with as much action and violence and fighting and stuff as ahead in I got really bored with it. Yeah, I did too. The- I was like, okay, this is – and the thing was when they would get – when, when they would um, go to the subplots – like the the one who the one guy who is I don't I don't want to say African American I'll just say black. Wait, it was weird seeing a black dude in there and his yeah. name is Muck and yeah, yeah and, he had a and, every, story. and a lot of the people you know the fans would be like hey look we got a darkie in there hey blackie and all this and that well his wife was pregnant and he needed to make money and I mean I know a lot of these people over there are like live in poverty and stuff like that but um, you know. It, I think I would find a better way to make money. <laughs> I watch I watch MMA when we're like UFC and stuff like that, and I'm like, God, I think I could think of a thousand different things that I would rather that I could make money off of than getting in there and getting just beaten to death. Fucking uh, Brock Lesnar knocking your head off. Yeah, I mean, you know. But so anyway, the, I think this movie just kind of gets lost in the it's it is ultra violent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why anyone. I don't care how impoverished you were. I don't know why anyone would ever do this to even make money, even if they needed money desperately. Um, Because, I mean, these guys, eventually, I mean, they're in there and they're stabbing each other and taking pipes and beating each other. Like you go for a layup and they just throw a pipe and hit you in the face with it or, (laughs) or, or do a spin kick and kick you, you know, get you down and just kick your brains out and beat you half to death. And, uh, um, the, the the court isn't even like a, a basketball court. Like the it's floor's a, not even smooth. It's like a it's like a fucking like construction site. They, yeah, <laughs> it's got great big jagged, you know, uh, impressions in the floor and everything. And it's it just it, it really. I mean, I think it could have been like I said in like rollerball. The concept of that was they had rules at the beginning, and it was more just like roller derby. They had motorcycles out there, but that was just to kind of slingshot the guys around and stuff like that. And then as the ratings as they made the rules less and less stringent, then the ratings kept going up, but it just kept getting more and more violent right. and more and more brutal. And so it was kind of a, a, um, uh, uh, a look at how, you know, violence on TV and violence in sports right. and, you know, people and how far can you go and you have to keep topping yourself. So there was a method to the madness and there was a reason why they were doing this. Plus you had a lot of political stuff about the, the corporations and things running everything. Whereas in this, it's basically you have these dirty, scummy kind of uh, uh, gamblers that are, you know, 
real criminal element and you know situations where they're trying to get people to throw games and and people betting and then these guys that like I said they don't have that much money so they're for one reason or another trying to to um, uh, uh, they're involved in this to make the big money like one last big score yeah it's kind so of it's, it's kind of like blood sport yeah it's a, it's that kind of thing it's like an underground thing where there's like a criminal element putting this on with all these boss guys and stuff and you have like the you know the outsider kind of coming in and he's obviously you know kind of nobody's impressed with him because they've never seen him before and then you have his kind of spunky sidekick guys and then you have the fucking unstoppable like guy that you're gonna you know you're gonna end up fighting at the end and it's the same thing except they for whatever reason they threw in the element of basketball but yeah. not, en- not enough of it like I mean these dudes don't even have to dribble like you know they they do I think that's and it's I was thinking that as I was watching it what's because what's online alert what I'm getting a thing that says online alert calling I don't know. I don't get. I don't have that. I'm not answering it. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Um, the uh, and, you know, and that's probably because they probably dribble just because whenever somebody throws you a basketball, what's one of the first things you do? It's probably just habit, you know. Um, if you've played basketball at all, um, I don't know. I mean, I I I thought maybe early on I wasn't a huge fan of early on the way the action was shot. Because it's fucking, and I've, I complained about this with uh, that one, the one fucking movie that I was like in the minority of not really liking that much because of the shaky cam. Yeah. Um, but the, it's super fucking shaky in this one. And it detracts from it because Muay Thai is, there. you know, you have Wing Chun, Kung Fu, you have uh, all these different martial arts that you see, Aikido and stuff that they have a an artistic element to it. Muay Thai is a very and it's like the one in in uh Marantau, same thing. It's a very like primitive looking martial art that's fucking brutal. I mean, it's elbows, it's knees, it's Yeah. and and they 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 obscure so much of it. These guys are doing these fucking nasty looking kicks and you see it in these stupid angles. Well, and I'll tell you another thing that that uh, the, these games went on and on and on and on and on. And are you still there? Yes. But but the violence was so brutal that I was just kind of like, okay, there's no way in fucking hell <laughs> these you know these guys they, they would they would be dead. I mean, it'd be it, it was just ridiculously over the top brutal. You know, it was kind of yeah. like, okay, this is you know. And there's there's no way to up the I guess tension of each battle is what you'd want to do with a team going through a tournament you know you, you got to have a kind of an easy match first and then you need like the middle of the road stuff and the, the the matches need to get get more challenging in some way until you have the final battle and this one's just fucking they're bringing out fucking metal pipes the first thing yeah and then where do you have to go from that except for maybe knives or you know, and then it's like not even Muay Thai anymore. It's just stabbing each other. Um, the wobbly cam. Yeah, doesn't. it just it just seemed like it was just violence for violence' sake, and and unless you have now, I know. I mean, they try and and make a a 
like I said, with the sub stories, they try and give you a reason to like root for this guy or that guy because he's got a baby on the way, or this guy mm. owes money to you know uh, a gambler or something like that, or they want to have an operation for his bro- the brother so and, or whatever. But it it just was I don't know. It was just the way it was shot and everything. It just seemed like it was just um, ultra violence on top of ultra violence without any purpose and. Uh, and I hate to say, you know, because I watch a lot of you know Shaw Brothers stuff, and yeah. and you know they do a lot of kung fu in there, but this is just really super. Like I said, those guys would have so many broken bones, they'd have so many concussions, their eyeballs would be popped out of their heads and everything <laughs> else, and it, it just seemed that it was just unreal. Yeah. And then they like unless unless you die or get crippled, then you know pretty much after the game's over, they were just like back to normal. You know. <laughs> yeah, they have like uh, but, a bruised, but, um, bruised cheek or something. It just, it kind of, I, I just kind of, I found myself after like a couple of games, just really wanting to put it on the fast speed so I could get through <laughs> some of this shit. Yeah, and, and and then by the time it got to the end, I just, I, I don't know. I, I liked when they when they were doing more of the human interest stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. And like the gamblers would be talking, or somebody would go in to make a bet, or or they all the gamblers would be sitting around like a a big table in this place eating, and one of the guys would come in and they'd kind of, you know, talk talk business and stuff like that, or start to belittle the guy, or you know, kind of make him you know say something talking down to him or whatever about their team and everything. That stuff was way more compelling than uh, they could have really cut down. The, the the games and the violence and made them a little bit shorter and made the violence be have a little bit more meaning yeah the uh um it, it kind of reminded me uh the movie basketball when they because it's kind of like it just <laughs> seems like some kind of random sport some dude invented on the on you know and it, we used to do the same thing my brother and i saw basketball the first time we fucking died laughing because we, I swear, we'd used to play our own version of basketball where we would have first base, second base, and depending on how far away you shot the. It was so funny when we saw that. I was like, oh my God, that was our game. Um, yeah, the fucking. They stole it from us. Uh, uh, but there's some decent looking stuff in it you know like i liked i liked when they actually did some basketball stuff and like the one dude kicks the other dude to block like he kicks the ball out of the air which is kind of cool like yeah and they do some wire work and maybe if they did a little more of that it would have been more interesting and they needed to have more structure for 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 the game like i said if they would have actually had like a basketball court and just made it a really rough basketball game and then like i said maybe have them like in wrestling, where you start off with just at the the, the first match, mm-hmm. you just start off with a just a regular basketball game, and it's a it's a little bit rough, like it's lax with the rules. And then as you progress along, as you get closer to the championship, they start making the rules less and less slack, or you know, making them more slack to where it does get to where it's really super violent in the finals. Yeah. Then it would have built, but I mean, this was just all out carnage and <laughs> the whole you know, time. The whole time, I, it just it really just didn't hit right for me. I just I I I I watched this one right before we started recording, and um, I don't know. It's not something that I would revisit, no. and I think that it they missed something. There's just oh, uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, the um, like I said, comparing this to. 
the rollerball with James Kahn and John Beck or um, even, you know, some of these other movies about like death sports and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It, it has to be more than just fight, 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 fight. I, th- I felt like this was like 97% just guys <laughs> just beating the shit out of yeah. each other with just a little bit of uh, extra, you know, human interest yeah, stuff. and I didn't care about the characters, really, because it was all that. Um, yeah. The, uh, there's some random titties when they do a chase through all these apartment buildings and stuff, yeah. which I thought were pretty cool. And she- Oh, I did have one thing. I, I actually wrote one note down. Uh, the one guy is, um, his girlfriend's giving him a blowjob, <laughs> and so then she comes up after she sucks his dick, and she starts, like, you know, kissing on his chest and his belly and then working her way up. And she says something like, uh, what's the matter? Are you too good to kiss a whore? And he says, I just don't, I just don't uh, want to taste my own medicine. And she looks at him <laughs> and goes, return to sender, baby. <laughs> and I was like, oh. The, uh, <laughs> she wanted to snowball. The, uh, I did like the one uh, topless chick. She, she was kind of hot in some way because she looked like she was like thick. She had big curly hair. So uh, the um, there were, it's cut. It was cut quite a bit. There's some nice dribbling. There's this one little dude on the team that looked like he actually knew how to play basketball. Half the time they didn't even dribble. No, no. But this guy actually looked like, like he knew what he was doing. It, I know it was cut to hell, but he, um, you know, he was dribbling. Like these dudes are swinging poles at him, and he was kind of doing crossovers and stuff to avoid them, which was it looked okay. But now I probably was not supposed to react this way, but when the when Muck start screaming about this when he starts screaming ick ick i just was i was losing his voice something about it. he's like ick ick yeah yeah and I, it made me laugh but the, the, you really saw some bad acting there because you know you know sadness seems to be the real test of someone's acting skills and these fucking dudes man no they they fail with flying turd color turd brown <laughs> colors it was bad um it rains indoors during one match for some reason, which was kind of weird. Uh, I saw a, I saw a Telugu movie once where the dudes were playing basketball. Um, and they actually played basketball in the Telugu movie, but it was fucking raining inside then, too. Basketball in the rain always looks ridiculous. but um, and, and in true Muay Thai style, every kick needs to fucking have a giant dust cloud with it, too. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> if it's not raining, excuse me. Although that would be quite a feat if they could get a dusty kick in the rain. Well, if they could make tires squeal on a dirt road, uh, you know. Yeah, place. yeah, there you go. Um, what did I write here? Story, story, story that I don't care about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honest um, to God, it's just like I just I, – I really – this movie lost me after after the first basketball thing the first time, mm-hmm. and they 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 did the uh, the kind of build up of what you know Tot Tay or Tan and their story, and then their uh, Tan's girlfriend and all this net. Uh, then they had he went to the thing, got picked, and then went to the basketball thing, and they played. Yeah. And after that, I okay, I was like, okay, where's this going to go? And then it was just the same thing over and over and yeah. over. And, and by and the end, I was like, God damn it, this is an hour and a half movie. This motherfucker, come on, motherfucker, <laughs> let's you and, know wrap this shit up. I'm t- I just got tired of watching it. It was just like watching uh, a highlight uh, Muay Thai, uh, yeah. you know, Muay Thai whatever fight movie montage. The uh, 
No, and and I know somebody not sensitive to it might not notice it as much, but you know when I touched on it, the 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 shaky cam stuff, it really I I really really don't like, and it's because I'm sensitive to it that I notice it so soon. I don't like that that's the style to shoot fighting in the last yeah. decade or so because I hate that anyway. I hate it in everything now. The it's a it's. You know, even the last fight, it's a pretty rough fight, but the cuts are way too fast. There's some really bad angles, and the fucking the wobbly cam is not needed. This this martial art is it's something that's brutal to look at without adding the whole like whap whap. You know, the the camera needs to move with the punch. You know, I'll just say Bruce Lee didn't need a fucking shaky cam to look like to look like he was awesome. Yeah, yeah. They didn't fucking I, jiggle I, I the camera know. when he was. That's ripping just the ch- thing ch- these you know. days, and I think to me it should be. I I I rarely hear anybody that says. I mean, like when the like the Bourne movie first came out and they did that, uh, and then after that when it became so prevalent, I hear so many people say that they hate it, and I don't know why they people keep using it. It's uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It makes it look real. Like it, you're really there, bouncing like around. Well, hell, yeah. I'm paying to see this. I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so, motherfucker. Well, let's just rate it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a three point five out of ten. Oh, am I rating first? Yes. yes. I was just acting stupid. I wasn't actually saying <laughs> it. That wasn't actually like a tie. Um, really? No. Uh, Three seven five. <laughs> nice. I give it a three point seven five too. Yeah. yeah I just a, I, I I didn't really enjoy this at all. Is it? It, it was a less than average martial arts movie that yeah. could have been a lot fucking more. Uh, let's take a break oh, well. and come back. At, sorry, Gronky. Let's get, take a break. Come back and review. Hopefully, a better one. Shaolin Saka. We'll be right back. When you're watching movies, are you sick of remakes, reboots, reimaginings, reinventions, and Reese Witherspoon? Are you fed up with movies where giant robots try to remake Enter the Dragon? Do you think that torture porn is vastly inferior to 1970s drive-in porn? Do you find Botox actresses with fake tits and action heroes with no chest hair a turn-off? Do movies where no single shot lasts more than two and a half seconds piss you off yes yeah me too that's why I do Paleo Cinema Podcast a podcast for films more than 20 years old so if you think the Sid is a guy and the Myrna Loy is a kind of metal you need Paleo Cinema Podcast go to paleo-cinema.com and do yourself a favour
was kind of lazy with the music this week. Uh, I think that has the word kick in it. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the title. Nice. <laughs> uh, let's see what the name of that song is. It is. Very clever. Very clever. Uh, the Kicker. Here you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Our, our next film, uh, 2001, Stephen Chow helmed Shaolin Soccer or Siu Lam Juk Kao. Yeah. Um. A young Shaolin follower reunites with his discouraged brothers to form a soccer team using their martial arts skills to their advantage. Well, goddamn, why don't you just do the synopsis on both of them? Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> this is... Um, <laughs> Didn't you do the one on the other one, too? I did. I'm sorry. I got carried away. Yes, you did. Fucking Sam Adams is talking. <laughs> now, um... <laughs> I'm just going to sit back and let you handle the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Now, I think this is based on a, a manga or an anime or something. Well, I and thought I, it was a true story. Based on a true story. It is. It would be much more underwhelming as if it was reality, though. I literally had uh, was showing, because I thought this movie was... Well, whatever. I don't want to say what I thought. But they have like just clips from it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I was showing a clip of the, the girl with the dough. And one of my stupid friends, this girl, okay, now she has two degrees. She's a college graduate. She has two degrees. She made like fucking Dean's List or whatever you want to call it and all this and that. And she goes, is that real? (laughs) Now, how can she do that? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, So... Like I said earlier, the, the, these Stephen Chow films, I've only seen I've only seen these two. I've only seen Shaolin Soccer and Kung Fu Hustle. And I imagine his his style is probably pretty similar throughout. He uses a lot of uh, CGI stuff and a lot of like um, slapstick humor with, you know, a lot of the time this slapstick humor in, in Chinese and Hong Kong cinema does not necessarily work all that well, but he's pretty good at it. Um, it's near Looney Tunes level uh, fucking ridiculousness at times. Um, you know, Stephen Chow stars in this movie playing, uh, well, I don't know what he does exactly at the beginning other than maybe like cleaning windows or something. And uh, But he is a, a Shaolin master of a certain style, the steel leg style. And uh, he runs across a guy who was known as Golden Leg, who Golden Leg... Um, was a famous player who seemed like an asshole in his own right, honestly, but he would make this dude fucking, you know, I don't blame this dude for turning out like he did, but he would make this one dude that he played with on the soccer team bow down and use his, Oh uh, yes. He would use him as a footstool so he could tie his shoe, his foot on his head. Yeah. And, um, so golden leg, uh, the, well, that guy <laughs> coach hung, uh, Basically, in the in the big game, uh, Golden Leg misses a, a very important penalty kick, and uh, Hung has paid a bunch of people to come run on the field in anger and break his Golden Leg's leg. Which then you fast forward to present day, and Golden Leg is kind of crippled, and now this, the roles are reversed, and he is now Coach Hung is or Hung is now Coach Hung of the coach of Team Evil, <laughs> and uh, Golden Leg is now his assistant and his footstool. So. I like everybody's fucking names in this movie. Banana Peel Girl. She was really funny. Uh, Team Mustache. (laughs) Team Puma. Iron Shirt. Lightweight. Um, So the um, 
Golden Leg is down on his luck and he runs across Steel Leg. Steel Leg wants to make money by promoting Kung Fu. He's a, a master at kicking and wants to, um, he tries to get his brother to help all the time. His brother was the one brother he deals with the most at work. He works at a nightclub. He was, what was his name? Ironhead or something like that. And, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, was that? I think that was his name, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the guy with the Ironhead, yeah. Ironhead, he was the master of the Ironhead technique. And yeah. he uses it every day because his boss just gets pissed at him and smashes beer bottles on his head. <laughs> just like I mean, all the time. And that's how he stays in practice. The, bo- um, the boss walks around with fucking beer bottles like stuck in his belt. <laughs> like he pulled his jacket aside like you would if he had a gun. Yeah. And he has two beer bottles like stuck down in his belt. Just ready to hit Ironhead. Just, in, in, just in case he needs him to smack fucking Ironhead over the fucking noggin. <laughs> so... If you will. So uh, they meet each other. Um, uh, Steel Leg and uh, um, Golden Leg meet each other. And they have, they, they've, basically Golden Leg's like, you don't know shit about soccer and blah, blah, blah. And Steel Leg's like, I want to promote Kung Fu here. Take this flyer or take my card or whatever. And Golden Leg's like, ha ha, you know, Kung Fu's dead. And Steel Leg wants to, he wants to spread it. So spread Kung Fu to everyone so everyone will and there's given examples and I love this scene of all the ways you could use Kung Fu and first it's like what if you come up on a banana peel and this fucking girl comes up the banana peel girl and slips on this banana peel and that's <laughs> so dumb because it's not just like slip and like you do a split or something like you do in real life she goes fucking flying through the air and yeah. her tongue is hanging out it's like slow motion yeah yeah and then it shows you know, it's she, very Looney Tunish. It is. She busts her ass, and then it shows a uh, a Shaolin monk doing the same thing, except he flips completely over and then starts walking tiptoed across all these banana peels. Yeah. Um, and then it shows somebody. You know, they need to park their car, but there's not enough room. And it, you know, if she they were Shaolin, they could just karate chop it into the spot and, <laughs> and just shove it <laughs> fucking in there sideways, which so, is ridiculous. That could never happen. Right. Right. So um, Golden Legs like Poof, you know kung fu whatever, and uh, Steel Leg <laughs> he, he throws like a can at, at Steel Leg, and Steel Leg kicks the can, and it flies off into outer space, and uh, then that you know leads on to the next part of the story. So. Um, Yes, and then you get the part where that's you. You finally meet, you meet one of his brothers. You meet uh, Ironhead, and um, eventually they ro- they cross paths again. Uh, Golden Leg finds the can that had been kicked a couple days later, but it's embedded in a brick wall. And he's like, "Well, holy shit, that guy really can kick!" As if he didn't realize he could kick already from the fact that the fucking thing disappeared into outer space. But we'll just <laughs> we'll just go with it. Um, and he wants to start a soccer team still golden leg because he he's tired of being uh, uh team evil's coaches <laughs> footstool and uh wants to make his own team and so uh they uh they start doing that and that's kind of where the story kind of unfolds then well that's the the, the meat of it is then filming uh, starting the story where steel leg is you know, he's like, I got all these brothers. They're all masters of kung fu in some certain way, and they would always be great. This guy would be great as a defenseman. This guy would be great as goalkeeper. So he's got all these different brothers. He's got, he calls them like fourth brother, third brother, small brother, and um, everybody has their own thing. One's good at kicking. One's good at. Um, he's like just a def- like his his style is iron shirt, and basically he can just fucking take a punch in his gut and not feel it. Um, and um so yeah and you get the some just 
hilarity ensues as they form the team and then form get like get accepted to the league. So, um, you know, I really liked I really liked his um, finding his brothers. You know, he's got the one brother who is uh, he's like an accountant or something like that, and he's all nerdy and stuff. And then his other brother who's used to be he's got this picture he carries with him what he used to look like with his six-pack abs but he's like now he's a fat ass and he's got fucking <laughs> just potato chips stuck to his face because he's just shoving it in his face he, he likes he likes to eat he he has he has a compulsion an eating disorder he is yeah. like a compulsion problem yeah, which his, you find out later with uh, his uh, fondness <laughs> of uh, raw eggs gross yeah so he uh his his style was lightweight so he could like he's lighter than air. He could fly through the air, um, which leads to some pretty fun. And that's the, he's the guy that's in Kung Fu Hustle. This his like partner in crime. Yeah. Um, and he just kind of floats through the air, which really looks really funny later on. Um, but the uh, you know he finds this girl. So there's a there's the and this is the part of the movie I didn't really even care for, like because Kung Fu Hustle was only about I don't know hour forty. This this is knocking on two hours, yeah, and it's yeah. because of this kind of almost love story. If that part was kind of trimmed down or taken out completely, or you know, I guess it couldn't be trimmed down just because of the ultimate resolution of the film. But if it was trimmed down quite a bit, um, I think it could have flowed a little better. But um, you know, like you were saying, the girl with the dough, he he discovers her, and she's the master of tai chi or something, and she can throw this dough like crazy and and make these dumplings that are delicious and. He's just got, you know, Chow in that scene. You can see he's got really good timing because, you know, he's talking to her about, um, you know, how he's going to pay later for this dumpling. And as he's saying that, he picks up one and just stuffs it in his face and eats it. And he's like, and, and I, if I were to take another one and he pulls up another one and eats it. And it, it's just, it's it's good. Um, the uh, But, he, you know, he's try, still trying at this point to spread Kung Fu. And the, this is the part I was mentioning earlier where everyone just starts dancing and I love this scene when, you know, because everybody's, it's, you can see where it's contagious and it's very obvious, but everybody like they hear the song or they see somebody dancing and it zooms like super zoom into their eyeball and this fireballs like burst of fire in their eyes as they start, they join in with the group and even the girl who looked annoyed. Oh, and she's got horrible skin. Oh, she has horrible skin. God, it was gross. Um, <laughs> and she's cute too. But yeah. she, I mean, you know, uh, uh, she she wears like her hair like down in her face and everything. And I thought, oh, she's really cute. And then they show her, and she's got like these. Oh my God, just really, really <laughs> horrible, horrible, horrible skin. The um, the let's see, I'm trying to find Ironheads. Ironheads. Uh, click, click, click. His name click. is Ute. Fei Wong, and I'm pretty sure he had to have been in quite, he's been in a lot of shit. Um, I'm trying to see if he was in, yeah, I don't know if he was in uh, in Kung Fu Hustle. Maybe he was, but um, he was probably my favorite of the brothers just because he was always smoking a cigarette and stuff, and he looked old, like, just fucking like, um, but the, um, you see a lot of recurring characters again if from the other films as well. The uh, you got any change? I don't know why I took that note. Um, I love the little little just tastes of comedy, like the little skinny dude like trying to pick a fight with him, and he he like jumps back when he's scared. And you hear him fart a little, <laughs> fart a little. Yes, bit. yes. <laughs> uh, and then he starts crying when Chow walks away. 
I, I like fun. the one guy that uh, uh, when he um, he he kind of uses the soccer ball because he says, you know, I'm you know, I promised I'm not, I'll, I promised my master I won't fight. But then I guess he decides, well, okay, it's not considered fighting if I kick a soccer ball into right, your right. big fat gut <laughs> until you vomit. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he's like, I mean, he's not, I'm not going to beat up these guys. Just, uh, I, one of the things I liked, uh, and when I showed some of the clips to my friends, was the like bowling bowling pin like action. Yeah, the ding 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 ding. When yeah. the guys get hit and they just fly like, <laughs> like over oh, the bowling. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They just like like if there's two guys there and he kicks a ball at them and it hits both of them, they fly through the fucking air like like a rag doll that got hit by a goddamn fucking tractor trailer. And it's hilarious looking, you know. And and, and even like um, like like when I said it's almost like has Looney Tunes parts in it. Mm-hmm. Like that that old woman comes down, she goes, "Hey, he pay for that for that uh, sweetie bun because she was making sweetie buns. He pay for that sweetie bun, and when they show him walking down the street, all of a sudden he just he just like it's almost like uh, Bugs Bunny or Roadrunner or something. It's like pew. He, <laughs> he just see him like running away. Yeah, yeah it's real dumb. <laughs> the um, <laughs> shit was hilarious, man. The, I fucking oh my god. Probably god. my probably my favorite uh, like I guess sequence of the film is the like the montage right in the middle. For when the when the brothers first like their abilities become unlocked because they're all still kind of losers and they have just like a grudge match against the you have the guys they were a soccer team that Chow beats up and they want revenge and they've set up this thing you know it's it's dumb again like the 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 coach or the uh, I guess the coach of that team he's standing there and like oh no we're going to be to- totally going to play clean and like a fucking wrench falls out of his shorts. <laughs> and uh, it's just dumb. No, it's, it's just, just right, like a fucking Bugs Bunny or uh, yeah, uh, like yeah, or, or even like, like in wrestling or something like that, where they would be like in the ring and checking for foreign objects. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, oh, and I'm a mechanic. It would make total sense that I would yeah. carry a wrench in my pants. So in that that first match where they're just getting totally beat up, and um, but then they all all of a sudden they all unlock at the same time like all of a sudden they've all like remember their abilities and i fucking just rolled laughing when everything's just paused in the field and the 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 camera's just slowly panning through one iron head's fucking standing on his head and fucking everybody is like doing this ridiculous looking Shaolin pose. The goalie is sitting there cross-legged, holding himself up to the side with one arm, <laughs> like just gripping the, the sidebar of the goal uh, is really, really stupid. And that followed by the, uh, the montage of the, the soccer team just finally, you know, finding their way. And I love that first team they fight, the Team Puma or whatever. Where they're just kicking goals from the from midfield, it's like in the goal, it's like sails and like the way they cheer every time, everybody just kind of stops, like what the hell just happened? And then Chow like just does a little spin, and they all start celebrating. And yeah, it's like forty to nothing. I mean, when he kicks the goddamn ball, it's it's like a fucking. like a goddamn missile or something, yeah. you know, it, like there's, and and it's not just, I mean, you know, uh, uh, there's several times where like someone like, well, when he kicks the ball, you can see it like fucking almost like breaking <laughs> the sound barrier. Yeah. It's like or sometimes it, the ball it goes gets across fire the grass, on it. it almost leaves like a trench in the grass. Yeah. It goes flying up. The, um, it's so fast. The, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> because it's so fast. Yeah. Um, 
and then you know you've you gotta you gotta have the ultimate showdown with with team evil and that's where the i guess all the special effects happen but um that's that's probably the part that feels the most like an anime the um I don't know. It's just it's the the last you know the last thing is just really ridiculous and it's all these guys train Team Evil trains like fucking uh, Lundgren and Rocky Four. Yeah, like or Stallone making Rocky Four <laughs> or anything else since because they even have like a good a good uh, a good line in there where the guy says uh, you know when his team's out there just fucking destroying people and shit he's like. These American drugs really work, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. And then they show him like injecting all these guys with like steroids and stuff, and and the, and that was a good CGI thing where the guy gets injected by the drugs and he flexes, and all these veins just start popping up all over. <laughs> oh, that reminded me of in Kung Fu Hustle when Stephen Chow's trying to pick the fight with all the all the ki- all the people in the village, and he's like, "You old man," and the old man steps out and he's fucking ripped, and he's like, "No, no, no, you kid," and the kid steps out and the kid's fucking ripped too. Uh, so just silliness. The um. Moy's makeover was pretty funny. Uh, Moy was the the girl that made the buns, and she decides to uh, he. I think he helps her out or something. He gives her some money when he starts making it big, and uh, she gets this fucking ridiculous makeover. It's the kind of like the makeup and stuff she was wearing, and she had these shoulder pads that they kept making fun of. Like yeah. she, they kept saying she had blocks of wood under her shirt. And it well, I, like- I will say this, uh, honest to God, I. With the exception of her having that a, a really horrible complexion, I thought she was way cuter when she yeah. was just like the kind of frumpy, you know, shy. Oh girl well, yeah, she was when they made the her makeover. up. The makeover was was really bad. She, I mean, yeah. the, the, it made her give a, have a unibrow and her fucking wide shoulders. She looked like a. Well, a did you did you notice like it's almost like they shaded her nose too? Yeah, I don't well, know if yeah, it was they to did. make it look thinner. They, it, must have, it must have been like it had to do something there. I think they were trying to change the shape of her eyes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that was the point. It was a joke because she was supposed to look bad, obviously. And she looked like one of the old, like like an old 80s Chinese calendar or something like that <laughs> or something you see in a catalog. Um, it was it was it looked terrible. Um, it looked like it was from a John Woo movie. The uh, <laughs> um, but the, yeah, the the final fight, uh, the final match when they finally meet team evil, that's when all the anime stuff starts big time. And like, you know, with the ground bursting into flames or, uh, the fucking like flying through the air and, uh, you know, the ball, like doing that thing. Now, anybody that's played video games or watched enough anime have no, like in the sports ones, when they, you see it in baseball a lot, when they throw the ball super fast and the ball looks like a little, like, like a banana almost. Cause it's going so yeah. fast. Yeah. Cause it's changed shape. And um, or when the ball turns into a fiery lion yeah. or tiger, <laughs> yeah. or a tiger, yes. <laughs> I was like, it's close. Oh, uh, and it's like you know, uh, this movie. Just, I swear to God, I, I mean, there's just so much shit in it where I was literally fucking just. Uh, I had my headphones on. I'm watching it, and I'm laughing out loud, and I'm going, "Oh my god!" You know, and just fucking pissing myself yeah, at some of the yeah. shit they did. The guy that made this really knows how to shoot comedy and physical comedy. And not only that, not only with the, well, the, the kicking Cal, the, the and the playing and stuff, but just even now, okay, I will confess. And I talked to Loaf about this. They, the subtitles on the one that I had were just, they, I mean, maybe every 10 minutes, somebody would say something and yeah. it would, it would show what they were actually saying. And, and, and that was even bad. But you could watch this movie, and we agreed about this. You could watch this movie and not have any subtitles at all, yeah. and still 
laugh your ass off at it. I can't I can't say that often about foreign films uh, because it really bugs me if I don't know what the story is. But this is it, it, this is a family friendly movie, and the you know this story can be easy to follow for anybody. I think um, even kids kids could definitely watch this. Um, and they they don't even have to get the story because it's just the stuff is just ridiculous. I mean, I guess the only nudity in it is the part I really cracked up at when the fucking <laughs> goalie's clothes got blown off. <laughs> he's sitting there, all he has is his gloves and butt naked, and like he's fl- flying off. It was really dumb, but I really laughed at that. I posted I posted a, I posted a screenshot of that one on the group. So, but uh, did you have anything? Do you have more ad, ad, more to add on this? Well, um, they had some girls in it that were pretty cute and pretty mm-hmm. good looking if they didn't have like uh handlebar mustaches and go <laughs> oh, yeah. team mustache yes <laughs> that was that was pretty funny um, um they were pretty good that that team was actually pretty good they gave a good challenge i liked that the one guy um was was the fucking spitting image oh, of bruce fucking lee. bruce lee yeah 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 the goalie the goalie yeah and and the two goalie the two goalie things were really cool because he even wore like the Bruce Lee game of death you know mm-hmm. fucking outfit, uh, but the two goalies uh, in two different parts of the movie they did um, the like highlighted their skills yeah oh uh, yeah well on on Team Evil uh, not on there was there was other teams that they played other than yeah, Team yeah, Evil yeah, yeah. which like okay now say like we were talking about that other fucking movie um, this one. They went through several games because they played the girls with the mustaches. They played Team Evil, <laughs> the girls with the mustaches, and, uh, and uh, at least a couple other teams, including the first team that they just they, they beat shit out of, and then maybe so they maybe had like four or five games in this, and I never got bored watching any of them. No, no, because it wasn't just the same thing over and over and over. Like in the in the first thing. Um, Steel Leg or whatever the fuck his name is. I get rid of this goddamn Fireball IMDB. I'll never need that again. Um, <laughs> but he, like the one game, they they like highlighted his him just being able to kick the fucking shit out of the ball. Mm-hmm. And then when the girls were playing, the highlight of that was other than their mustaches and their they had some <laughs> nice legs, man. Mm. Um, was uh, the, the Bruce Lee little Bruce Lee guy in goal. And he even did the Bruce Lee mannerisms, all right. And then the other, the one game uh, was the the one highlight was, um, um, well, the Team Evil one was just there was a lot of stuff in that one when they played them. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought this was just funny as shit. I thought that the 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 uh, the like kind of sort of little love story with uh, was it Mui, Mui yeah. and and uh, Mighty Steel Legs sing. <laughs> I thought that was kind of touching. I thought yeah. it was cute because it wasn't like he was just right up, you know, wanting to just, you know, f- uh, he just fell in love all the He was kind of thick at first. Like he was kind of uh, not even being shy or anything. He's like, yeah, you know, you, you could be this and that. And, uh, you know, you look like that. And, and it, just his mannerisms and the way he talked and everything, you could really tell, even not knowing what the fuck he was saying, that he, he really had that, those facial expressions and shit and could, you know, be funny. Uh, I like a team mustache player. <laughs> That's hilarious. But um, so anyway, there's just uh, this movie. I've said this about several other movies that we've watched is the gift that keeps giving. Yeah. I mean, you could probably watch this one over and over and over. Show it to your fucking friends that don't even like 
any movies that are subtitled or anything. It's just hilarious. Yeah. It it really is um and and Kung Fu Hustle is the same way. Um but when you think of like Buster Keaton movies and shit like that, that's just a lot of physical comedy. Mm-hmm. This guy gets it. He knows how to shoot. And I didn't see any fucking shaky canes. Nope. <laughs> I really enjoyed this. I'm telling you what, I watched this with a big smile on my face as you were talking about it. And as I, you know, I, I just start laughing, thinking about like when you'd bring something up, I'd be, I just start, cause it's, it, it's just funny. I mean, yeah. the shit is just over the top and not, not over. Well, it's over, I guess I mean, get, it's, it's very you know, unrealistic. A soccer yeah. ball kicked at you and you like, you know, it's all, like I said, the guys go flying like 30 feet in the air and just go flopping around and shit. It, there's just shit in it. that's just, it's, it's just a joy to watch. Yeah. A yeah. joy. Like if you had lot. pussy that was like this movie, <laughs> you would have a good time and laugh and feel just great every time you fucking had that pussy. Ooh, it looks like there was a sequel not starring Stephen Chow called The Shaolin Girl. <laughs> um, you still there? Yeah. Okay. The... I guess we can get into scoring it. The um, I was trying to look and see. I know this this was a major hit in um, in Hong Kong. Um, it did really well here. I think. I, th- I think Kung Fu Hustle did a little better here. I need. I really need to see see more Stephen Chow movies. I don't know how many he directs and stars in like this, but because you know, obviously these he he's decent. He's good at directing himself. So mm-hmm. the. Um, and I was wrong. Um, uh, apparently, this was uh, an original story. Maybe they made a comic book based on this. But the, um, you know, the CG in it is, eh, it's okay. But it, you know, it's it's eleven years old, so you you notice it. But it doesn't. It it has a good. Uh, it works because it's cartoonish. You know, you yeah. don't really, you don't really. It's it's not relying on realism in any way, shape, or form. But not um, cartoonish on the level that, you know, that it's insulting or oh yeah yeah or um like just for kids. I mean, uh, I, th- I now, uh, what would how would you how, what would you think would be a like a, a do you think okay say like uh, our good friend Large Willie Big William. Uh, Big Willie, Large William, in Canada has two small kids. Could they watch this movie and and laugh at it and think it's funny? Oh, yeah. well, it, they, he, is there anything in it that would be too there's extreme? A guy, there's a guy's butt. That would be the only thing because yeah. nobody – like. And I think that they would even laugh at that. I don't think it's like – it's not done in any way. No. That's, it's done totally for comedy's sake, you know? Yeah, and this this – I mean this movie was rated PG here. And, and, and Will, as he was saying, is already showing – their their kids are his kids are into uh, Jackie Chan movies lately, and if they could if they like that, they would fucking just roll with this. I think so. Um, this you know it's just a, it's just a straight up comedy sports film, and it was a lot of fun. I'm glad I chose this one and not took a risk on something else. Um, I had seen this one before, and we can just get into our ratings here. I mean, we could just keep talking about silly stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, jeez, um, jeez, Louise. <laughs> And this is this is like you said it's 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 not a short movie, mm-hmm. uh, but oh, it's tough not to rate this one really really. High. <laughs> <laughs> um, For what it is, 
beginning to end, 9.75. Wow. <laughs> and I'm so tempted. I love this movie from beginning to end. And, I, and like I said, as soon as I got done watching it, I fucking bought it. And I want to watch it again. And I, and I sit there and watch fucking the clips of it. Nice. Yeah, I have yeah. Kung Fu Hustle. I don't, it's I need a to, joy. I need to get the Blu-ray of this one. I wonder if it's any... Any good? I I like I said, I know I bought it. I can't remember if it was on Blu-ray or not. Okay. The um, might not have been. I give it a I give it an eight point two five. I I, I I like it a whole lot. Um, it, like I said, it's probably too long with the stuff, and I'm I would be curious honestly to see the cuts that made other in in other countries. Um, Hong Kong had the longest cut, and I'm curious what was left out of it for other. Nations. It is available on blue. Okay, I'll have to pick that one up. So, but I don't think I did. I think I just pulled the string on the regular one. Gotcha. And uh, you can get that used for two dollars. Nice Amazon. But I give it an eight point two five. This movie's really good. Um, yeah. I'm comparing it to Kung Fu Hustle, which came out you know three four years later. Um, Kung Fu Hustle is a more realized film, and you know I compare the two because they're both comedies, and they both seem like passion projects for Stephen Chow. Um, this one is a lot more silly than Kung Fu Hustle. And if you're in the mood for that, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely awesome. And it's, it's, it's great regardless. So, um, check it out. If you've never seen Shallon soccer, cool. Nice, uh, quick, short review there. Uh, let's take a break and do a little feed sack. We'll feed be, sack. See, yeah, I'll be right back. Oh, I made a rhyme. No one would have believed in the first years of the 21st century that Hammer films were being watched from an entertainment standpoint. No one could have dreamed that amicus films were being scrutinized as someone with a microscope studies creatures that swarm and multiply in a drop of water. Few men even considered the possibility that this area of film still had anything to offer. And yet, across the gulf of space, minds immeasurably superior to our own regarded this podcast with envious eyes and slowly and surely they drew their plans against it the hammocus podcast hammer and amicus and every tenuous link in between hammocus.com and itunes cheers Someone else will come along and move it and it's always 
Yeah. The right. devil's in the feed sack. Well, uh, Statham was pretty, pretty pissed last week that I fucked up his voicemail, so... You did. I fucked it up big time, so uh, he, I think he's kind of angry. He called in called in this week. Um, he I said, heard he thought you did it on purpose. He said, this should play in VLC if iTunes doesn't work, cunt. So... <laughs> So here's uh here's the stay. <laughs> All right, you pair of fucking twats. It's fucking Jason Statham here. Got a couple of things to fucking talk to you fellas about. Because, frankly, I'm not fucking impressed. First of all, who the fuck are you? Pick a loaf. Pick a loaf. <laughs> what the fuck's that all about? Now, I like pickle as it goes. I like a bit of Branston's pickle with a bit of cheese. A bit of bread, plowman's lunch down the pub of a Sunday lunchtime. Fucking lovely. But pick a loaf? I wouldn't call my fucking dog pick a loaf. What the fucking hell are you on about? And Dr. Zom, what are you a fucking doctor of? Hey, tell me that. I'll tell you what you're a fucking doctor of. Fucking wanking, innit? That's all you do, fucking wank, wank, wank. Pretty wank. much. Surprised your fucking knob ain't dropped off the amount of fucking abuse you give it. Pair <laughs> yeah. of fucking twats. Who the fuck do you think you are talking about films, eh? You're not fucking Barry Norman, are you? He was a fucking film critic, old Bazzer. You're just a pair of cunts. Secondly... My fucking last voicemail. You couldn't fucking play it. You couldn't fucking play it, you fucking pair of cunts. Honestly, I don't fucking believe you. i got a mate called Wayne. He's got a computer repair business just off the old Kent Road. I took it around to him. I said, Wayne, can you have a listen to this voicemail? He said, of course I can, Jason. So he had a listen to it. I said, Wayne, tell me, anything wrong with that voicemail? He said, Jason, that's one of the finest fucking voicemails I've ever fucking heard. I said, is there any reason that voicemail shouldn't play? He said, do you know what? No fucking reason at all. It's a fucking great voicemail. The only reason that wouldn't play is due to the intervention of human beings. I said, human beings? He said, yeah, human beings. And I said, right, okay. So you know what that fucking means, don't you, Piccolo, if you fucking twat? You didn't even want to play it. You don't even fucking like me. You didn't like my movie, Crank. You're obviously some sort of fucking moron. Don't Don't fucking think you're fooling me, mate. I know your fucking business. I know what you're all about. Which one was Thirdly, I wanted to say I'm fucking <laughs> fed up with all these fucking cunts ringing in, fucking pretending to be fucking celebrities when they obviously fucking ain't. I tell you what, <laughs> half of them don't even put on a fucking accent or a voice or try and do a fucking impression. They'll just ring up and use it as a fucking excuse to swear a lot. Bunch of fucking cunts. <laughs> yeah. Fucking cunts, the fucking lot of you cunts. Uh, I was in this movie with uh, Robert De Niro. Nice bloke, Robert De Niro. I was in this movie with him called The Killer Elite. It's a remake of a Sam Peckinpah film. And uh, it's better than the original, frankly. You know, Peckinpah. Fucking drunken cunt. Anyway, I was in this movie with Robert De Niro. He said, do you want to come round my house for dinner? I said, dinner? What are you fucking talking about? It's half past seven at night. And he said, you know, dinner. I said, you mean fucking tea, you stupid yank cunt. He said, "Uh, yeah, all right, come over for tea then. I went round his fucking gaff. Do you know what? He collects antique fucking spoons. He's got spoons from fucking every state he's been to. He's particularly proud of his spoon, which he got in fucking North Dakota. He said, look at this one, Jason. This one comes from North Dakota. I said, it's a fucking spoon, you fucking idiot. You use it to put your fucking sugar in your tea and stir it, you cunt. Fucking Robert De Niro, he's a right fucking cunt. Wait, you liked him a minute ago. Either. He tried touching me as well, touching me in an area which was frankly fucking inappropriate. Um, I'm bald as well, but you know, 
It's pretty good being bald. I was with this chick the other night. <laughs> she was, I say chick, she was a bird. I'm fucking a cockney, all right? I'm not some fucking yank. I'm a fucking cockney, you wanker. I was with this bird, <laughs> right? She fucking sat on my head. She rubbed her pussy all over my fucking head. <laughs> fucking magic it was. Jeez, left a bit of a fucking stain, though. It's a bit greasy, eee. but, you know, she's got a fucking cloth. Get some WD-40 on there, give it a wipe. Fucking shiny, good as new. Fucking great. All right. Anyway, I'll keep my fucking eye on you, cunts. All right. So you just fucking watch it. All right. Steve. Who was that? I don't know. Uh, I think that was Mikey. Mikey's getting angry. Using a lot of cusses too much. He does. All right. I don't know who this is. Next voicemail. Swearing Swearing words. This is Dolph Lundgren. I uh, enjoyed your last show. (laughs) Dolph Lundgren. Where you talked about uh. Back Mountain. I also liked it very much. The score gets on my nerves. I don't really like steel guitar too much. Um, and I'm looking forward to your next show where you review the thing with Patrick Swayze's brother. <laughs> he looks like he's having an allergic reaction. His face <laughs> is all swollen up. He's a handsome like me. So fun. Anyway, I'll see you later. Bye. You know it'd be awesome if we only got celebrity voicemail from now on. Yeah. It's because we're big time. We're the we big time. Feedback or anything fuck anymore. the CCGTC or whatever the fuck that thing's called. They just get losers calling in. Yeah. Like Tommy Wildfire Rich and Austin Idol. <laughs> <laughs> Fire Rich and Austin Idol. <laughs> Who's Austin Idol? Austin, Austin Idol. You're, you're fucking Skype's fucking up. I thought you said often idle. <laughs> often idle, yes. <laughs> That's my penis. Often <laughs> idle. You polish it every day. Yeah. Not as much as I used to. Uh, I'm old, okay. motherfucker. Next voicemail. <laughs> this is Dolph Lundgren. Now. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa. This must be a fucking... There's a conspiracy. This is a. This is an imposter. Here we go. Yeah. I like your show. <laughs> Because, uh, good. I'm honored to be your goal. Um, oh, yeah. uh, that, that's good, honey, but, uh, I'm on the phone right now. Just, you can finish up in a bit, okay? <laughs> Sorry, it was a, a new young girlfriend. Uh, she was giving me a blowjob. <laughs> uh, so in gold way, right? Uh, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to call in give you guys a review a lot of my movies. And, uh, so, so, so. I want to say thank you. And, uh, but I want to talk about uh, In the Name of the King, who uh, I did have some paycheck years. <laughs> Divorces are rich, you know. Uh, uh, but you know, not always bad. But uh, you know, it, uh, it was interesting to work on. That <laughs> you old guy is, uh, he's, uh, yeah, he's somebody. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you uh, for reviewing that movie. And, uh, Tom, I forgot the, uh, I tried to, uh, auction off for that, uh, tub to keep myself, but uh, they wouldn't give it to me, so I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> um, I was going to my buddy, uh, what's that? Me, and I want to, he's laughing. He's <laughs> oh. about how, uh, he's, uh, you know, requesting you guys to, uh, work out with him and stay with him and, uh, compare each other's muscles. And I think that's a good idea, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to know why I was uh, looking at each other's muscles. Uh, 
we compare muscles all the time. Me <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Ann Statham. They're not as good as we do now. And, and again, we that just in the muscle department, but the smart department. <laughs> Except when it comes to finding women that aren't good at divorce me. <laughs> That's okay, though. I got a new girlfriend. <laughs> uh, I don't want to keep you guys on too long. I know uh, Pickle Loafy needs to sleep. <laughs> so, uh, you guys have a good one uh, from the gold himself, Bill Flipkin. <laughs> okay, you can finish up now, baby. <laughs> okay, I have to say this. I like Justin doing Dolph because he talks a little slower now. <laughs> we can almost understand everything he says. And that had, that was far and away his best, his best impersonation. Didn't say it was good. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah. apparently, my <laughs> feedback last week about the I don't know. It was, uh, well, whatever. <laughs> okay, next voicemail. Sorry, I started playing it. Well, apparently, my feedback from last week about Brokeback Fountain 2 uh, was uncomfortable for most of you Sylvan gold miners. <laughs> and apparently, <laughs> I'm keeping loaf awake from sleeping for work the next morning, despite the fact she's probably done that a lot to Dr. Zomp. But apparently, people are thinking I got a problem. All right, look, just because I want to see Brokeback Mountain 2 star Michael Fassbender and Ryan Gosling, which you all know you secretly want to see, is not a problem. All right? You're all just a bunch of homophobic pussies. (laughs) And you need to get your little tampons out of your assholes. I don't know what that meant. I came up with something off the spot. I'm tired. Well, if you know what that's like. All right, so maybe I'll call in next week and hopefully have a less uncomfortable voice message for you all. I think maybe Dolph Lundgren has stolen Justin's uh, phone because those came from the same person. I can tell what those two are doing after Justin's fucking uh, voicemail last week. <laughs> uh, all right, another voicemail. Here we go. Oh God, I hope this. I hope I'm saving the best one for last. Here, next voicemail. Hey, Silver Gold. <laughs> this is the message. Look. Hey, you're missing for your Chinese soccer movie this week. Hey, a while back, you reviewed my soccer movie. Escape to victory. I, uh, Isn't that crazy? Of all the sports movies that have ever been made, we've done two soccer movies only. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, sports, not like the MMA. Then. I first listened to the episode, <laughs> but I couldn't send in any voicemail or fucking any of that shit because I was busy making <laughs> Expendables 2, the greatest action movie of all time, which uh, coincidentally is out to buy a Blu-ray DVD <laughs> for Christmas. Fucking get a copy. You fucking love it, man. It's beautiful. <laughs> fucking. So, yeah. Fucking escape the victory, man. Fucking. I was like, sly. I fucking made the Rocky movie, the fucking best sports action movie of all time. And the fucking the movie, man. They said, sly. Fucking, we need you in this soccer movie. Well, you is going to be a big piece of shit. Fucking. <laughs> you made the best. Sports action movie all time. You want a fucking bunch of Oscars. Fucking, uh, you fucking great. We want you. I was like, yeah, <laughs> fucking, I'll do it. I'm fucking sly. 
I fucking make every movie amazing. They fucking gave me the Oscars for Rocky. And I fucking, I said to them, look, man, I'm going to be in a lot more movies. They're going to be the fucking best fucking whatever action movie of all time. I fucking take these Oscars, but, you know, let other people have a go. I fucking don't want any more Oscars. Just don't fucking, you know, it's embarrassing for me and embarrassing for you if you keep giving me the Oscar every year. I know I'm good, and people know I'm good. And so, you know, they stopped fucking giving me the Oscars. Uh, yeah, I made the soccer movie. I was fucking, I was a goalkeeper. I fucking escaped from the Germans and fucking went back and fucking rescued everyone. It was fucking, you know, I made it uh, as good a movie as I could, but it was full of all these fucking soccer players who couldn't fucking act. What am I going to do? I'm sly. I can fucking only carry so much dead weight. You know, I got the big muscles. I carry stuff around, but... Not fucking a whole soccer team of fucking non-actor men. Fuck. What the fuck, man? Yeah. So you reviewed this fucking Asian action movie, fucking of soccer. Uh, I fucking can't be as good as me and fucking escape the victory. I'm sly. Fucking, I got a big dick. I'm fucking the best. Yeah. Yeah. These fucking yeah. Chinese men doing their martial arts, fucking, you know, fucking, they take on my expendables, they would be fucking shit. Bleh. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, I love our, love our listeners. <laughs> love them. Love. All right. Here it is. The last voicemail. God, and one more? Super and Gold Podcast. This is Ben calling up. I wanted to talk about your thoughts on my portrayal in Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> now, one Dr. Zom did not seem terribly impressed by my performance in Dark Knight Rises. I believe that's because he preferred me more in Batman and Robin that Nice sideshow musical film. But I'm sure you know things all would make me better in Batman the Animated Series. Why? Because I am voiced by Henry Silver. Now, Henry (laughs) Silver would have been my voice in Dark Knight Rises, but in the fight between myself and Batman, he kept saying, Motherfucker, clean my shoes. (laughs) Christopher Nolan was not terribly happy about that. But if you want to hear more Batman talk, please, later on, tune into Action Attraction, because Metal Mikey Never and Lightning Bug Zack talk about Batman uh, I'm not in it, but another Catwoman is in the film. Whether she's hotter than Anne Hathaway, that is for you to decide. I personally prefer Michelle Pfeiffer, especially when she drinks that milk and it looks like she's getting a massively cum-induced blowjob. <laughs> once more, Silver and Gold, I enjoy your show, even though you are not terribly wild about my movie. But then again, Metal Mikey is not terribly wild about my movie either. So, take it easy, and I, of course, look forward to talking to you again soon, and maybe breaking you. 
Goodbye. I must break you. Oh, okay. It wasn't as nearly as uh, scary as I thought it would be. <laughs> thank you, Bane. I appreciate that. Bane Capital. Thank you, Rush Limbaugh, for the insight to that character there. Um, that was it for Feedsack. So thank you, everybody, again. It's funny. I don't have really anybody to thank except Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> Dolph, and, and Bane. Uh, Sly is winning me over. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he's got a big dick and big muscles, too. So it's always good to have those people in your life. Yeah. <clears throat> Make you feel better about yourself or something. Maybe one day we can help him out. I need to wash my ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you so, need to get some of that Johnson's uh, baby. Go down the baby aisle where they have... Um, diapers and shit, and it's like just like a big thing, almost like a thing of um, suntan lotion or stuff. But man, that stuff feels good on your butthole. Well, I like the adult wipes. So if I'm ever yeah, feeling the, yeah, 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 not maybe fresh, that's drying your butthole out. I fucking love those. Love them. Love them. Love the pole. Um. So as we already uh so ungloriously gave away earlier in the show, um, next week we're doing a Christmas episode. Um, and since I've never seen it all the way through, um, as we said already, we are doing Bill Murray's Scrooged, directed by Richard Donner. Yeah, um, Dick Donner. 1988, Scrooged. And uh, we're going to do another uh, 80s comedy set at Christmas, John Landis's Trading Places from 1983, starring Dan Aykroyd, starring Eddie Murphy, starring... Titties and <laughs> yes. yes, titties. Um, so should be fun. I love. Wait, no, I won't give it away. Trading places and Scrooged. Uh, <laughs> too late. Um, so uh, you can always send us feedback to two zero six three three nine sixteen hundred or Silver Gold Podcast at gmail dot com. Find us on iTunes or our website, silvaandgold.com. Oh, and uh, join our Facebook group, please, at facebook.com slash groups slash silvaandgold. Yeah, and if you want to join our Facebook group, uh, if you don't have at least like any comments on your Facebook page, mm-hmm. if you don't have any friends <laughs> at all, I'm very suspicious uh, <laughs> this, did we add? Did we I've add had somebody a couple this week? And I looked at the page, and I'm like, okay, now wait a minute. This is not fucking a person. So well, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. We've had a couple that seem real fishy. Well, we'll see. Have no friends that we're friends with. Hmm. If they do have friends, it's like four porn stars. Uh-oh. I have no pictures, have no anything under my info, no nothing. Uh-oh. I well, think sometimes that, uh, well, now you added someone to the comic book thing one time, and this girl got on there, and all she did was post about how to lose weight from this diet. Oh, shit, I didn't even see that. And everybody kept posting, hey, could somebody remove her? <laughs> and I looked to see who put her on there, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't fucking, I don't do any research. But maybe, well, we're going to assume positive intent and assume well, I, maybe yeah, these people are such fans of the gonna, show. But it just, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? When you don't have anything, it just seems kind of funny. We can assume positive intent and assume that they're such fans of the show, they have made a Facebook group specifically to join our group. You never know. 
You never yeah. know. Okay, maybe I won't be so uh, cynical and I'll add them. And then if they do something, uh, report our group and get the whole group picked down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so, um, yeah, that's about it, actually. Uh, Scrooged and Trading Places next week. Zom, do you have anything else to add, sir? No. <laughs> I don't have shit either. So you until have a next butt. week, uh, ooh, uh, until next week, I will be I'm scratching like right my now arsehole. At eleven o'clock at night. Ooh, get a, a Crunchwrap Supreme while you're there. Okay. And some crispy potato soft tacos. What drink? Um, I always get something uncarbonated. Like what? Um, although the uh, well, raspberry tea. Ooh, that's a good one with the tacos. That is a good one. Um, I also like these uh, the the one that's like Sierra Mist or something like that. The one that's almost like clear soda. That one's good too. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Until next week. This is Loaf. Hoot. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>